Hi. Today's webinar is going to be about investment opportunities in debt mutual funds, which I think is one of the most overlooked sector. To talk about this, we'll to talk about this, we'll get Mr. Rajesh Ayer. He's the Chief Executive Officer for DHFL Primerica Asset Managers Private Limited. He's an industry veteran in the BFSI sector with over two decades of experience in the capital markets industry. He previously was Senior Executive Director and Head Investments, Investment Advisory Services and Family Office at Kotak Wealth Management. His expertise is varied and includes equity research, proprietary fund management for bank treasuries and investment advisory. Before Kotak Wealth Management, Rajesh was associated with brands such as UT. Sorry, uh, I just got cut off. Prior to Kotak Wealth Management, Rajesh was associated with brands such as UTI, Nomura, TAIB Bank EC, and the National Bank of Bahrain. He is a qualified chartered accountant and he also is a qualified CFA and a financial risk management professional from the US. I'll let him take over. And at the end of the session, if you guys have any questions, please post them on the on the comment section and we'll ask Rajesh to answer them. Thank you, Hanan. Uh, very good afternoon to everybody. Today, I will be talking about uh, debt mutual funds and the opportunities to invest. Uh, given where we are in the equity markets, uh, uh, the environment that we are in, the debt uh, segment, uh, any which way, is, uh, used to be interesting, and now it is. Uh, it looks to be more interesting as we see a lot of flows uh, towards the fixed income uh, mutual funds. Let me start with the first slide in terms of perception. The perception that uh, I see across the country uh, when I travel generally is that mutual fund is equal to equity markets. Now, what does that mean? Basically, uh, every mutual fund that uh, we talk about as a category, the notion is that all of them invests in the equity markets and the value of the investments in the mutual funds behaves in tandem with how the equity stock markets react from time to time. But that is wrong. If you look at the mutual fund industry, you have three categories, broadly three, three categories in terms of options. And of course, it is not about stock markets. There are equity schemes, obviously, which invests in shares. The net asset value, which is what is the price that you pay to invest in any mutual fund, the NAV, that is uh, linked to the stock market in terms of only the equity schemes. But apart from the equity schemes, you also have uh, debt or you know the other name is fixed income. So debt or fixed income uh, as an asset class, there are a lot of schemes. Uh, there are about 22 categories as per uh, SEBI's guideline, which exist in the country today. And these typically are the fixed income mutual funds. And they do not invest in equity shares at all. 
the nav movement which is the net asset value as i just described the price which you pay to enter or invest into the this category uh, this asset class which is the debt mutual fund is not linked to the stock market movement at all the third which is an interesting category is a mix of both so if someone wants to take the benefit of both equity as well as uh, uh, fixed income they can look at this category so these are uh, typically uh, known as the hybrid funds so in short there are three broad uh, categories of uh, mutual funds in the industry one is the equity schemes two is the debt or fixed income schemes and third is the hybrid funds if you look at the industry today roughly about 25 lakh crores a major part of the industry today unlike what the perception is uh, generally is ruled by the fixed income segment and as we see uh, flows uh, getting in uh, we see a very healthy mix between fixed income and equities but as of may 2018 if you were to look at it and this chart uh, typically covers uh, this is mfdex uh, in terms of data uh, point which has been taken and uh, this represents 92% of the industry if you look at the fixed income mutual funds in terms of assets under management it's about nearly 12 crores out of 23 crores so as on may 2018 the uh, the mutual fund industry has got more fixed income assets than equity now who are the major investors in debt schemes majority of the investors in mutual fund debt schemes consist of the following large corporates banks both public sector units uh, private sector as well as cooperative banks provident funds and endowments hni uhni and hni which is the ultra high net worth individuals and the high net worth individuals and trusts so broadly these are the different categories of investors uh, who participate in the mutual fund uh, schemes including debt now why is it that the uh, so we are all used to conventional you know option you know what are the conventional options the conventional options generally are that money lies in the savings account the current account uh you know we have some short term uh, fixed deposits there are certain long term fixed deposits that we do with banks there are corporate fds company fds you know so these are the conventional uh, you know products or options that we are all used to uh, hearing and even investing but why is it that the mutual fund in terms of uh, these schemes the debt schemes why is it that they are a smarter alternative and when i'm saying smarter i mean to say that it is not smarter with re with respect to the return uh, only it is also adjusted to the risk and why am i saying that one from a return point of view it is much more tax efficient because uh, in india the government uh, typically gives a better uh status to investors who are uh investing in mutual funds compared to uh investors savers uh who invest in 
banks or NBFCs in terms of whatever the convention of options that we spoke of. So obviously, from a taxation point of view, the mutual fund scores better. It's lower taxation. The second thing is in terms of the convenience, because whenever you kind of uh, when you actually uh, invest in a fixed deposit with a bank and you want to withdraw it, there is a penal charge which you need to pay. In in case of mutual funds, there is a convenience of withdrawing, um, and you can do part of. Uh, uh, the investment, uh, and you can do it in 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 phases. I mean, you can uh, do part of the investments uh, uh, in terms of withdrawal. Also, the experience of investing starts from rupees five thousand, the minimum which is required to invest in mutual funds. Uh, very important from a risk point of view is that typically you don't invest in uh, maybe more than a couple of uh, banks or NBFCs. In this case, uh, when you're investing in a mutual fund, a uh, debt mutual fund, the portfolio is pretty diversified in terms of securities, you know. And there are uh, uh, benefits which you derive out of diversification. And you've seen that. You've seen that during crisis periods, you know, when banks have got, uh, uh, you know, major issues. Uh, and having single uh, or a couple of bank in terms of exposure always adds to the risk, while diversification obviously reduces. Oh, the last point is that uh, there is no tax uh, which is deducted at source, no TDS uh, for domestic investors. So these are some of the benefits. Uh, uh, and I would say these are uh, uh, things which make uh, the debt mutual funds more attractive than the conventional of, uh, options. In the next slide, uh, what I've tried to do is to uh, just show you what are the different uh, uh, set of things that you can do depending upon what our uh, needs are. So conventional, uh, as, I, as I illustrated earlier, so these are the uh, conventional uh, things that we normally are used to do, which is savings in current account, short-term fixed deposits, long-term fixed deposits, uh, as well as corporate FDs. Uh, if I look at the uh, options which I have in the mutual funds, you actually have a couple of options uh, for each of these categories. So you have a liquid fund for the savings current, you have a ultra short uh, and low duration category, which is available for the short term fixed deposits. Uh, so for people who would like to do uh, long term deposits, which can be north of three years uh, to five years, etc., you, you have the short term banking and PSU as well as you can do FMPs. Uh, and then you have the corporate FDs. Uh, credit risk funds uh, are some, uh, are some which is uh, uh, gives you a meaningful uh, diversification, uh, and there is higher return than most of the other categories that we we discussed. And there are of course uh, other uh, uh, debt mutual funds which are available, which are your guilt and medium term funds. The next slide, what I've tried to do is to just show you, uh, you know, if you had to just look at it uh, across the various categories that we just discussed, you know, which, which are primarily the options that you have uh, compared to the conventional options. Um, you know, whether you talk about the DHFL Primerica Insta Cash Fund, which is one of the best performing uh, liquid fund uh, in India today. Um, you know, you have the DHFL Ultra Short, uh, DHFL Primerica Ultra Short Term Fund, 
you have the DHFL Primerica short maturity fund, or you're talking about the DHFL Primerica credit risk fund. If you generically look across, uh, you know, in terms of performance, you generally would see uh, very close to eight to even uh, close to 10 percent, you know, as far as uh, returns go. I mean, obviously, this is past uh, performance um, and it depends on how the uh, the interest rates behave. But the way the interest rates behave will also affect your conventional options. So what I mean to say is over a period of time, if you see the returns um, of any of these, uh, you know, debt options that I talked about in the previous slide for the last five years, they have done, you know, close to eight to nine percent uh, uh, at least. And of course, the taxation, as I said, is it always looks better because compared to a conventional uh, option in terms of what you've been investing, uh, you know, the, the mutual fund option is, is much more tax efficient. So what I try to do is that uh, to make things simple, uh, I just thought we should compare uh, an FD versus a debt mutual fund. So the illustration here talks about a 10 lakh investment that you do in uh, FD, in a three-year FD, uh, compared to uh, a, a debt mutual fund. And if you look at it, the returns which you make at the end of three years uh, in a normal uh, bank fixed deposit ends up uh, with a 6.06% uh, 6 post-tax returns in your hands uh, versus a debt mutual fund, which gets the benefit of a lower taxation to the extent that uh, the taxation on mutual funds uh, is either 20 percent subject to inflation, uh, in, uh, subject to indexation, or 10 percent. So, if you actually look at that, then your investment uh, in the debt mutual fund uh, you make close to about 7.881 percent. So, you know you can see the difference, uh, which is nearly close to 2 percent post-tax. And I thought uh, that is very, very important, uh, you know, as an illustration I should share with you. The other thing which, you know, many of us do not know is that we typically have, and this is, I think, something that is catching on. And I, I, I'm, I'm kind of really encouraging you to uh, look at it very seriously, is the fact that most of us have got a lot of money which is just left in the savings account or the current account. And, uh, you know, and as you know, the savings account rates uh, generally are in the region of three to four uh, percent. Now, uh, what technically one can do is that instead of having, uh, you know, money just lying in the savings account or current account, they can actually look at a liquid fund. For example, the DHFL Primerica Instacash fund that I talked about earlier, you know, which is one of the best, uh, you know, uh, funds uh, as far as performance goes. If you look at that, uh, it's basically giving you a 300 rupees more in terms of returns, uh, you know, compared to uh, what you would have done uh, in a savings account or what you'd have got in a savings account. So the example here shows that a 10,000 rupees, which is left in the savings account, earns about 4%. The liquid fund typically earns about 7%. So at the end of uh, one year, you technically, uh, you know, um, get a 300 rupees uh, saving uh, in terms of every 10,000 rupees. So you're talking about every uh, uh, 10,000 rupees invested, uh, which is just lying in the savings account, can earn you a good 300 rupees more. And I think that is something that, you know, one should really look at. And the 
the reason i'm saying this is that uh, many of us do not know uh, you know the, the the first question which will come to us is the fact that oh but if i have money in the savings account i can pull it out at any point of time well that's more or less what it is when you also look at the liquid fund because uh, we are going to launch a facility where you know uh, at any point of time so for example on a sunday you believe that uh, uh, you you've you've got your investments in liquid and uh, you need to kind of uh, redeem so uh, up to 50000 rupees per day you could redeem uh, so 90% of your liquid mutual fund portfolio you can redeem every day subject to a uh cap of 50000 bucks so on a sunday if you suddenly realize that you need 50000 rupees you can actually put a, a redemption say you're going to be putting it uh, at 11 am you know uh, in the morning you suddenly realize that you need 50000 rupees and you put a redemption uh, online uh, through your app and uh, it's basically uh, the 50000 rupees will get credited into your account in the next couple of minutes uh, so that's the speed at which uh, you know the money hits your account so uh, as i said up to 50000 rupees uh, per day is something that you can withdraw uh, immediately uh, otherwise any which ways you you get your money uh, after one day you know when you redeem so if you have to redeem say uh, more than 50000 rupees then obviously it will take a day but uh, you know if it is bigger amounts you can always plan for it so i would encourage all of you to actually look at this uh, option which is uh, something that uh many of us don't know that uh, this is an option which is available and i would call that uh, you know lazy money um, you know this is any this is something that we don't uh, at all look at it but uh, you know as we all say that as much as we work the money should also work so uh, you know this is a this is the most simplest of all this is the most simplest of all the options this is the lowest in terms of risk that you could ever take uh, you know investing in any of the mutual fund categories but yet you kind of end up making higher returns than your conventional savings account and current account of course there is no comparison because current account doesn't make any money so obviously the entire thing is is the 7% becomes uh, becomes a return uh thought that i should also share some more ideas so you know we have something called the saturday sunday float you know where you know most of these businesses uh, uh you know they kind of uh stop making any payments post friday so by friday they kind of make all the payments and the money then lies as it is uh you know in 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 the bank account uh current account for saturday and sunday earning nothing and there are these simple solutions there are a lot of such solutions i thought that a few of them uh, we should kind of discuss on the call but uh you know the option is very simple that you put a, a you know redemption request a subscription request into a liquid fund uh, on friday and then uh, the same day you also do a redemption request what will happen is you will get the nav which is net asset value as of thursday and uh, you know uh, because it's saturday sunday is a holiday the uh, you basically get the redemption uh, proceeds on monday but uh, the nav uh, uh, for that or in terms of your redemption will be taken as on sunday so you technically get all those days uh you know uh, in terms of money which which uh, technically wouldn't have made any money uh, lying in the current account so you could make a few days of uh float uh you know just by doing this uh the other thing which which i thought is very you know pertinent because many of us have these premium payments or tax payments in the month of march 
you know, somewhere one can really plan towards that because, uh, you know, liquid option, as I said, the Insta Cash, the DHFL Primerica Insta Cash, for example, is something which is lowest as far as the risk uh, is concerned. And towards that, uh, I would say that one should, uh, you know, look to do an SIP uh, in terms of uh, the liquid fund, uh, and which is a better alternative than a short term FD, uh, fixed deposit. And so that, uh, you know, by the time April, uh, I mean, by the time your March payments get due, you have sufficient amount uh, there to be able to make the payment. So, so it, uh, it not only inculcates a, a regular consistent saving, but your return uh, profile is much better than FDs. The other thing which uh, is very, very kind of uh, uh, prevalent is the SIP uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, flows which come to you um, in the sense that there is a facility called long-term withdrawal uh, facility, which is something that you can define that uh, I need, say, 0.5% as income to come to me every month. Uh, now, that is something which can happen. So you can define that and uh, the money will be automatically redeemed and 0.5% will be uh, uh, redeemed and the proceeds comes to your uh, to the bank account that you have defined. So that also is something which happens uh, on a regular basis. And of course, it is it is tax efficient. So this is one of the idea I thought I should leave with you. Risk, yeah, we've, we've spoken about everything and how can we not uh, uh, cover risk? So the question will be if, uh, if everything is so hunky and dory, uh, uh, hunky dory, so uh, is there risk or is there, uh, you know, volatility which I need to be concerned about? Yes, uh, a couple of them which I thought I should highlight. Uh, credit risk, which is that, uh, you know, these typically uh, are instruments which invest in companies. Uh, in the portfolio, so uh, and uh, uh, they, uh, you know, you the risk that you run is this company uh, may not be able to service interest or principal or both. But of course, uh, you know, from the mutual fund manager point of view, the mitigant is that a that uh, the diversification happens. So uh, uh, we typically don't invest uh, in in only a couple of them. We invest in a whole host of them. So diversification is there and uh, also supported by a lot of diligence in terms of uh, uh, you know how we go about uh, assessing the credit risk uh, before we invest is something that's a substantial amount of time goes uh, uh, in into doing that uh, so we have our mitigants uh, to the extent that uh, we will uh, have uh, exposures uh, limits uh, in terms of not only the group but also um, you know um, the fact that businesses we will not uh, and SEBI as a regulator has also got that in terms of uh, business exposures, uh, which also is controlled. So from that uh, point of view, there is a lot of uh, mitigants that uh, we kind of uh, uh, have in place. Uh, liquidity risk, yes, uh, you know, if the scheme faces large amount of redemptions and we are not we are unable to sell the securities. Now for that, what technically happens is that uh, you will have uh, very, very deeply liquid securities in which we park, uh, 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 you know, an amount, uh, a percentage of the portfolio so that at any point of time, if uh, uh, redemption hits, then the bidding end is that, uh, you know, the liquid part of the portfolio will help us do that. Of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, there will be some outliers to that um, in some situations uh, uh, like war and, you know, say the exchange is completely uh, not working and you know all those uh, uh, 
the tail risk that we talk about but otherwise there are mitigants to to ensure that the liquidity is something which is taken care of uh, interest rate risk yes uh, you know as uh, we've seen in the last uh, uh, couple of weeks and months that the interest rate has been kind of uh, constantly going up uh, uh, that's a risk when you invest in uh, mutual funds uh, which technically go into longer dated securities uh, it doesn't happen in the shorter dated uh, as much as it happens in the longer dated securities so typically if you go for uh, mutual funds that invest in you know 3 to 4 or 4 to 6 or you know north of uh, uh, you know that tenor then the rate the interest rate risk uh, you know keeps on increasing um, and as the interest rate uh, goes up uh, you technically the value of the uh, securities in which you are interest uh, invested goes down so you have uh, that risk which is which you know kind of uh, uh, comes now from that point of view what uh, the managers do is that the managers get a little more active uh, you know in times like these if you look at our portfolios we are kind of generically towards the shorter end of the curve so obviously the fund manager will also uh you know to mitigate that risk uh, take steps uh, towards uh, uh, reducing the risk uh, substantially um uh, but as i said i mean uh, when you look at longer uh, uh, you look at mutual funds debt mutual funds which invest in uh, longer dated securities which is as i said 3 to 4 4 to 6 and beyond that then obviously the risk uh, gets more uh, the risk is much lesser when you are talking about uh, the uh the liquid the insta cash or you know likes of that which are which only invest in the short term a uh, reinvestment is always a risk because in a falling interest rate scenario which today is not the case but in a falling interest rate scenario uh, the funds have to be reinvested at lower rates which even in a conventional uh, you know uh, investment uh, where you have fds invested uh, say for example for 2 years and you see that the interest rates have gone down after 2 years that risk always is there so this is something which actually is there in uh, the conventional options as well so that's uh, uh, the whole thing i thought that uh, i should highlight to you that uh, you know uh, what i think india is today seeing is uh, a lot of savings is being uh, uh, focused towards uh, planning goals uh, financial planning is uh, coming to vogue people are uh, smartly using mutual funds uh which are the most liquid asset class at uh, asset class with daily liquidity and they are using it very very smartly to uh, uh actually plan their goals uh, and at the same time um, you know uh, the tax efficiency also helps so that's where uh, it is and uh, uh, we can have questions Hana? Hi, 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 Rajesh. Can you hear me? Yeah. Now I can hear you. I think uh, by mistake there was a, 
you know some mute and i'm terribly sorry so basically thank you so much for uh, the presentation it was really useful and helpful for our audience i've got some questions i'll uh, try and start off with the most basic one although you've covered it all through your uh, presentation it still is a lingering question for a lot of people so the thing about these debt funds versus fds you know it's it's a long running debate and uh, Technically, your view would be about debt funds because you're already managing one. But what would you, uh, I mean, advise anybody to go ahead and, you know, how, how do they make a decision between debt uh, versus FDs? And how uh, accessible is it for them? Yeah, I think it's a it's a very simple one. I mean, I, and this is a very simple one. This is more to do with uh, things that you've not experienced it earlier. Uh, and once mm -hmm. you experience it, uh, it you know, decision becomes very easy uh, because a the uh, you know the return on uh, the return profile you know in terms of a mutual fund uh, compared to a FD is is better. Uh, uh, two, liquidity is is there. You don't have to pay any penal interest, uh, and that is the case when you actually invest in an FD. Uh, three, uh, as I said, it is more tax efficient uh, in India as much as the government. Uh, gives uh, more uh, tax benefits if you invest in equity. Uh, similarly, in a in a in a fixed income, uh, the government, as of today, still gives more benefit to people who are invested in mutual funds compared to what they do directly. And uh, I think the spirit there is simple: is that uh, the whole uh, lot of things that we talked about because of the diversification, and there is an advisor who's uh, there is a fund manager who is actually managing your investments. So towards that, uh, you know, it, it, it becomes very efficient and uh, the tax uh, is, is a big advantage and uh, simplicity. I mean, today, you know, uh, digital with uh, digitization, which is also, uh, you know, helped uh, us tremendously. Uh, you know, anyone can do it, uh, you know, using a smartphone. Um, so it's, it's as simple as that. So so I think it's, it's just a question to, of uh, people getting used to it. And making that switch. I got it. Yeah. And uh, so uh, there are many debt funds, right? There are multiple different kinds of debt funds which are available. So if, I, if I'm a guy, like if it's my mother who wants to invest and has no clue about these things, how do you think one needs to get started on this? I think, uh, you know, as I said, the, the DHFL Primerica Instacash Fund, you know, as I said, as an example, you know, that's the liquid, which is the most uh, basic uh, as far as any, any mutual fund uh, uh, say you know the categories that we talked about that is the basic uh, and if uh, uh, you uh, if your mother has uh, uh, her money in savings account i think mm -hmm. that's the best thing to start off with because uh, you technically uh, are saying that uh, you know by just investing in an insta cash uh, you can technically not only withdraw at any point of time to the extent of 50000 on a daily basis but also the fact that on every 10000 rupees uh, uh, you know, you end up saving about uh, 300 rupees. You're making about 300 rupees more than what you would have done uh, in a savings account. So that's lazy money, which can be shifted. But if your mother is used to investing in FDs, then I would recommend that you should, you know, technically look at uh, an ultra short uh, or a low duration fund. Uh, and where, you know, you know for a fact that you will hold it for at least three years because the tax advantage uh, uh, is, is something that uh, will fructify uh, as soon as uh, you know you hit the three years because after that the long-term taxation kicks in, 
and the benefits of indexation etc is something that can be also enjoyed so uh, so these are the basic segments that uh, that she can at least look at excellent excellent i think that's really good advice and uh, what's your view on these guilt funds because uh, you know layman investors may have a hard time understanding those funds yeah so guilt is something i would say is a little more uh, you know from a risk profile point of view i would say aggressive is you know if someone is uh, aggressive in terms of a, of his or her risk profile then one can look at uh, uh, guilt as a category uh, it uh, surely is uh, that your um, you know you will be investing in government securities uh, that's that's a given so you're not going to be taking credit risk over there but what you would be effectively doing is you will of course be taking uh, you know a call on the interest rate uh so technically speaking you know the 10 year for example the uh, gsec uh you know which which used to uh, be about 50 60 basis points lower uh, just a couple of uh, uh, weeks to months back and now it's kind of uh, uh it's it's uh, you know the interest rate uh, uh, the yield on that is uh, moved higher now, obviously you will see uh, a little bit of a capital um uh, uh you know uh, uh, depletion you know to that uh, extent in terms of the investment that you've made so guilt as a guilt mutual funds as a segment is uh, to be used by uh, by investors who have a, a little more risk appetite you know so to say to be able to stomach the interest rate uh, movement uh, uh, volatility uh, and uh, you know because of which the price uh, the value of the investment could also go up and down all right got it so uh, assume uh, i'm an investor who has i i have x amount of money say say a user has a lakh rupees in his savings account yeah. now uh, considering the fact that there are various avenues for him to save his money he can he leave it in the bank or he can buy a debt mutual fund or he can buy an equity mutual fund so how would you advise somebody with um, basic capital to diversify his portfolio no i think uh, you know if we have to look at it uh, we should uh, generally if one were to uh, create a portfolio um, i would say that you know one should look at the savings account uh, to be moved to the liquid which i just mentioned the insta cash uh, as as a as a you know a category and which surely will uh, be taking the basic risk in terms of uh, an entry level risk and but still will be uh, Uh, saving upon uh, uh, tax as well as uh, will have will earn a higher income uh, so that is a straightforward uh, shift the second is that uh, in terms of the fds uh, one should look at uh, the short maturity uh, basket uh, uh, of securities through the short maturity uh, funds uh, you know uh, so that he then is able to uh, and that is kind of a moderate uh, risk you know so to say so i think uh, that is something that he should uh, definitely look at it immediately uh, because uh, you know by doing that uh, generally your uh, what you're doing is that you're shifting from the fds which are very very tax inefficient and going into a diversified basket of uh, securities and uh, deriving not only higher value but diversification so lower risk and the return is also much more tax efficient he can also look to invest in banking and psu debt fund for example because these typically invest in uh, again this is a moderately low kind of a risk but at the same time he is able to invest in 
you know, um, dead instruments of banks, public sector undertakings, or public financial institutions, and uh, you know, municipal bonds, etc. So, uh, and the, these will be again, as I said, moderately low in terms of risk profile, but it will have a fairly good diversification of uh, of securities, and the and the income from that he makes uh, again will be much higher than an FD, as well as uh, you know, uh, your your tax efficiency is there. If he would want to take a little bit more risk uh, in terms of uh, compared to a normal FD, then obviously there are funds like medium term fund, which is again a moderate uh, risk profile, but a little bit goes up uh, in terms of uh, risk there. And, uh, you know, there again, uh, it's the same. The, uh, you know, he could have a part of the allocation to, uh, to that because uh, the, uh, the credit quality remains uh, uh, not, uh, you know, in terms of high, but say it, it remains medium but at the same time the interest rate uh, you know risk uh, is is also around the same so he could technically look to migrate a little bit higher and have a small allocation to that uh, as well so you know so first time investors can definitely look to do 20% into a medium term category uh, uh, and uh, and the balance of, of all the categories that i suggested uh, you know one could one could look at but if uh, you know uh, you have a little bit higher uh, risk appetite, then obviously uh, you could technically make a uh, make a higher allocation to the extent of even forty percent to the medium term fund, and uh, have uh, a good exposure, uh, uh, you know, the balance exposure to the to the others. And if you want to play it a little bit more in terms of take it a little bit higher uh, in terms of the credit risk, then uh, there is a credit risk category which is there, uh, which is. Uh, which is obviously from a uh, from a risk point of view, um, the interest rate sensitivity may be uh, medium, but your uh, credit uh, risk uh, you know is a little higher. So obviously, there uh, you can derive much higher returns uh, than any of the other categories that I talked about. So for yeah. people who are just beginning, may have a five ten percent exposure, but for others, uh, they may want to consider a little more higher than that. You know, as far as the overall portfolio is concerned. So that's how they should kind of, uh, uh, you know, create a, a, a basket of uh, of strategies which have, uh, you know, different sorts of uh, uh, levels of uh, credit and interest rate risk so that the diversification will ultimately uh, optimize uh, the debt return uh, on a three to five year basis. Excellent. Thank you so much, Rajesh, for all your information and advice on how one needs to, you know, uh, grow their own money. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, try and get you in on one of our Ask Me Anything sessions on Trading Q&A, where anytime, anytime. Uh, users can actually post questions in writing. And all the answers that you uh, give out can be viewed by anybody else who comes later. So I'll, I'll get someone to coordinate with you and uh, try and have this also set up so more of our users can get to know more about debt funds. Absolutely. Anytime. Huh? Nice and Thanks. pleasure talking to you as well. And everybody. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks a lot for your time, Rajesh. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye.